Thank you, and uh, hello to you again. As Tim said, if you're first time with us, thanks for being here. Uh, I am Andrew, and I, I help lead the team here at Trinity. So, great. Uh, did um, anyone uh, notice uh, the really interesting typo mistake in the notice sheet about today? What does it encourage you to do? Play and pledge. Just have a look. It's in there. Play and pledge. Now, I would love to claim that that was intentional. But I just think, you know, I'm, I mean, I, God's got a sense of humour calling me to lead a church in the first place, frankly. Um, and his sense of humour just continues and abounds and, and abounds and abounds and overflows. Did you notice that? Play and pledge. Are you ready to play and pledge? You know, you know when anyone who's a professional tells you that something's going to be good for you, you know two things, don't you? It's going to hurt and it's going to cost you a lot of money. Yes. Are you ready to play and pledge this morning? Um, as a leadership team, we're, we're just loving the, the opportunity of saying thank you. Saying thank you to God, praising God and saying thank you for everything that is in the life of this church, his church, the Lord Jesus Church. Again, if you're here for the first time or you're here maybe not quite sure where you are with God and how you feel about God, maybe God feels a little bit like an absent landlord, as I sometimes like to say. You know, you write in little notes and leave them on the table in the hope that he might notice them. I want you to know that you're a guest, of, a guest of God here today. You're a guest of Jesus because this is his church. And everything we are and everything we do and everything we aspire to and everything we're looking forward to and hoping about. And, and yeah, even the things that we're kind of nervous about. We're not sure about where the answer's going to be. Well, it's all God's. It's all his. And so I just love the fact that when I was quickly writing that notice on Friday morning, I slipped on the keyboard and you got the invitation to play and pledge. I don't, I don't mean play in a frivolous way. I don't mean play in a, a kind of a foolish, naive kind of way. But our God, we're told, delights. Delights in us. And our God delights when we respond to all that God is with all that we are. And our, our God wants us to, to play in the sense of be creative, in the sense of come alive, in the sense of explore, in the sense of imagine, in the sense of not saying that the world is defined by worldly events, but the world is defined by God. And our response to God is the centre line of history. You might think that Brexit is fairly important. You might wonder if, you know, kind of, and serious as it is, uh, inter-country affairs. You might, you might wonder if other things are the centre line of history, but they're not. The centre line of history is God's story. And our response to God's story is the centre line of history. Uh, as has been said by many, I never bury anyone who wished they'd spent more time at the office. You, you never get to someone in the end part of their life and, and talk about their story and they, they talk about some of that stuff that the world might talk about. People talk about relationships, people talk about loves, people talk about, about energy, about spirit, people... 
This is the stuff of life. It's the center line of history. God's story. As we've been singing about this morning. And his interactions, his interventions, his stepping into history are the key events. And one day he will return again. Whatever others might think. And so this, this day is a, is a gift day because it is, yes, going to be about us wanting to, to make special love gifts back to God from our, from our finances. I'll, I'll get on into that in a bit. But first and foremost, this is a day of celebration of the gift of Jesus Christ to us all, the gift of God to us all, and the gift of us as a church family. We've had, and you guys know, many of you, much, much more than I do about the the realities of family life and the pain of family life and the challenge of family life. And I'm sure there'll be a few people sitting here still wondering, you know, how is this my family? How do I participate in this family? Well, God wants us, wants you to know how significant you are, how the family is us. And how every single one of us has a part to play. And so we want to celebrate all that God does in and through us. Now it's always a challenge this. It's always a challenge how you tell your story. It can sound so easily like you're glorying in certain things in a a wrong kind of way. We're not perhaps as good as we could be or want to be at talking about our story and the impact, the difference that we're making. But... Please have no doubts about God using Trinity and calling Trinity to serve in his mission. Here's here's one way of reflecting something of what God is about in us in this film. This is a moment early in the new year when as a church family we want to give praise to God and say thank you for all the gifts time, talents and finance being shared as we seek to serve and reach people with the good news of Jesus Christ. The kind of gifts that make it possible to impact on the lives of over 160 children through our Sunday Kids groups and over the course of a year welcome over 600 children and families to special events such as film nights, the light party and holiday clubs. The gifts to share the word of God on Sundays in discipleship courses and through online resources that were viewed online last year over 53,000 times everywhere from Australia to Amman. The gifts which enable us to share the good news of Jesus Christ in words and actions through evangelism and community outreach such as Alpha and Whistle Stop. To serve over 8,000 hot meals a year to the guests at our King's Table Ministry and connect with more than 200 local people a week in our Transform Ministries. The gifts of people and money from our family to support mission partners across the world and to enable the life-transforming projects such as the Farm Field Schools in Kenya. And closer to home to launch initiatives like the Not On Our Turf campaign against modern-day slavery right here in Cheltenham. And of course, thank you for all the gifts, time, talents and money which enable our church family week by week in gatherings large and small to enjoy the presence of God, learn from his word, and be equipped by the Holy Spirit to be on mission in our homes, schools, workplaces, and networks of relationships wherever he takes us. Our church community!
Thank you, Trinity. Just to savour for a moment. How much is, even as, even as we're sitting here, how much is going on? We're going to reflect a little bit and I've, got, I've invited some people to come and just share what's going on elsewhere around our church at, at, at the moment. But thank you, thank you Trinity, thank you God for all those different things. So many other things we could have put into the video. 98 women coming to Fueled a few weeks ago on a Saturday morning. 65 plus men for breakfast yesterday, we were, we were sold out. Our street teams, week in, week out, Tuesday night, Thursday night, going out and feeding and, and smiling and welcoming people on the streets of our town. So much that we could say thank you to God for and, and praise God for. And I've given you a post-it note on your notice sheet. Because I'd like you just to write down something that hasn't been said. Why don't you just do that? Why don't you just look at that post-it note? What would you give thanks for this morning? If you were me. It might be a friendship that you have in our church family. It might be your life group. It might be that a way that God has met with you right here on this hallowed bit of carpet, this bit of turf. It might be something from this morning. It might be how David talking about bacon has inspired you. I'd love to encourage you to do that, please. Why don't you just write on that post-it note? You'll need a pen later on, so you might as well find it now. See what I'm doing there? But I'm serious. Have a look. What do you want to give thanks for? What do you want to say, God, this is the impact of my church family, your church, God. This is this friendship that means so much to me. This is this line from a song that I sang a few weeks ago. This is, this is the moment. I'm just remind, remembering the moment when I came and someone prayed for me. This is the moment when I experienced healing from you. I'm going to persist with it for a moment or two to really encourage you to do that. Make a squiggle. Write a word. Offer some thanks to God now. Maybe you can put something about where you are on mission, particularly, in your family, in your workplace. What is God doing in us? And through us.
You see, I, I, I could ask our amazing media team. By the, by the way, I heard someone the other day say, you've got about eight people on your media team. Um, we have Julie. Julie plus a bit of Rosie. That's the media team. They're amazing, what they produce. I, I could have asked Julie to do a video for several hours of length to, to, to mark all kinds of things, but it isn't really, is it, about numbers. I mean, they, there are really big numbers in this church, really big numbers, meals served, young people, but it's, it's about lives, isn't it? It's about the transformation that God brings in our lives. In the economy of the kingdom, it might be the thing that looks just like the mustard seed, the small thing that is the biggest thing. And here's a moment to say thank you. To say thank you, God. There's lots of places you can look to think about what a church should be like and the purpose of church. I, I always look to Acts chapter 2. It's a, it's a really familiar place to look, isn't it? The words will just come on the screen. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods, they gave to anyone as he had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This, this week we hit the target, didn't we? Seven people gave their lives to the Lord on Alpha. But I'm looking forward to the coming week and the next week and the next week and the next week. If you're a healthy church, then the Lord brings growth and the Lord adds daily to your number. And if you want to put a number on it, that's 365 minimum a year, isn't it? That a healthy church will see. A church that's celebrating everyone's gifts. A church where everyone feels all in. I hope you notice that our all ins connect and flow from what I've just read. All in with God. The, the aim, the purpose of church is to glorify God. All in with each other. Discipleship, equipping, glorifying God through the way that we grow. And a church all in for the world. A church to which the Lord can choose to add daily to their number. Glorifying God through our evangelism. A church where we all matter. Where every one of us having something to write on a post-it note is what God is celebrating. The gifts of the time, the talents and the treasure which change lives. I wonder if our two lovely people from kids would just pop up a moment. Where are you, kids? Guys, who's coming? Come on, Joe. I think they deserve a little ripple of applause, at least. 
a gifts where a church where all the gifts matter. So, Joe, right now, what's what's going on around our our site? What's kids' work look like at the moment? So, over in Trinity House, every room apart from the pastoral prayer room is currently being used from children aged one to eleven. So that includes the ground floor. So probably about now they'll have just finished a talk on the ground floor and be going off into different activities. And in the rest of the groups, they will be having their stories, their play, their drinks, their biscuits, and also praying as well, which we really believe in, obviously. And, and um, every couple of... So we alternate, don't we? So it, there's a bit of a pattern, isn't there? Alternating pattern? Yeah, so for the older groups, so from year one upwards, if that means something to you, they will have something called Big Worship where we'll have worship downstairs and the children will come down, they'll have worship, maybe a bit of news time, um, they will have um, Luke and maybe Ariane lead the worship and then they will have a talk and then we end with ministry time for them as well. And um, everything that we do is all linked in with the theme that they have. And everything we do, we believe that... Um, they're learning biblical truths and whatever they have, everything is related. So if they're doing feeding the 5,000, all the craft activities, etc., will all be related back into that along with prayer activities. So um, I was noticing from the video, I'm sure everyone did, we reckon there's about 164 kids a month, something like that, connecting regularly. And over yeah. a year, there's another big chunk of kids that we connect with through other activities. Yes, yeah, so we go into the school, Holy Trinity School up the road, um, near enough every week. I lead something called Open the Book, where we go in and we act out, tell stories, pray and do a song for them. So we'll see about 210 children every week. And we also do a, a club there. And the club will interact with... The, the, ver the numbers vary. It depends who signs up for a lunchtime club. So it could be anything from 5 to 20 um, of the little ones, Key Stage 1, and then we'll have the same sort of number for the Key Stage 2 as well. So we go across there. And we've got, as, as well as Joe, we've got Sue. So we have two part-time children's workers that we, that we fund. Thank you. Uh, but we have loads of volunteers and we have impact. We make it, the real thing is the difference that our kids work. Do you want to just say a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm, I could represent one of 50 volunteers, potentially. So I'm plus, yeah. So I'm very humbled to stand on the stage. Nothing um, particularly special about me. I just, just volunteer my time. Um, these guys are fantastic, they're, they're, they're so well prepared, we turn up and we, we just spread God's love, God's word through what we do and we just have fun and, and the kids are brilliant, your kids are fantastic, um, they're so creative, so enthusiastic, um, they're so optimistic, you know, things that um, us as adults are not always, um, you know, we couldn't sort of say that about ourselves all the time but yeah, the kids are fantastic, yeah. it's a real honour. Yeah, and just, just, you know, just... What do we think is the, to, to use a word which I know sort of resonates in different ways, but the kind of, the, the difference maybe you would have a sense that we as a, a church family are, are making in these, in these lives. Just a word or two about that. What do you think God's about? Um, well, I think that um, the children coming here and being part of a family and it's being part of that family and being brought up with the word of God and that's down to you lot we see them for about an hour and a half on a Sunday, but the input comes from you. So we're just kind of um, 
just doing a little bit extra. And we really believe that, you know, what you do, and not only as parents, but as grandparents, as people sat here having contact with them, and so that they are living their life in a family. And it is very different for a lot of children who are not in churches. They don't have this. They don't have all you wonderful people keeping an eye out for them and praying for them and blessing them. And um, we, we just love to see them, um, you know, being brought up with God and knowing God from the moment they're born all the way through their lives and never turning from him. And that isn't down to what we do on Sundays. That's down to you guys. And it's just I a real didn't pri- answer your question. No, that's, yeah, go, go, go. I was going to say it's a real privilege as well just to facilitate relationships with the, the, the children amongst each other because they're all from different schools. There's a massive sort of catchment area. And um, we were saying yesterday at the men's breakfast about the battle. Um, you know, our young people are in a battle. Um, I'm fortunate I work in a school, so I see every day st- yeah, my students, your children are in a battle, like it or not. And um, someone used the analogy yesterday about the young wildebeest, didn't they? And yeah. that really resonated with me. So, you know, when you watch the wildlife documentaries and there's always this... Um, young wildebeest limping away like this and um, he's just about to get picked off by a pack of lions because he's isolated and one of the great things about over there is that the the young people know they're not by themselves and they're in a family and they're in a community Um, and it's just a privilege to facilitate that. Great, thank you. Let's say thank you to these guys. It, it is so hard, just isn't it, to, to sum up something of what God's about. But I hope you just find that encouraging. Where's our wonderful youth team? Jamie and Jamie, who are you bringing? There's some youth guys. Jamie at the back. Great. Yeah. And who have you got with you, Jamie? Sorry. Emma with me. Emma. Great. So, what um, youth? Um, so, Jamie, firstly, just a rough idea. How many young people, roughly, are we kind of engaging with on a sort of regular kind of basis? Um, I think it's about 70 at the moment. About 70. Yep. Um, you'll be really sad to know that there are very, very few churches across the country that have any more than about 20, 25 young people and, and children connected with them. Um, Tim, our youth pastor, had a call from the Church of England Central Office because uh, we're, Trinity is within one of the top 15 churches in the country for the number of young people that we're engaging with, which is, of course, in one sense, praise God, but in another sense, of course, it's a massive challenge to us, isn't it, this responsibility that we have. Sorry, but you guys went on a youth weekend, didn't you? Yeah. What happened on the youth weekend? Just give us a bit of an idea. Um, so we, we did lots of activities during, so we did like um, lots of rope activities. So climbing and we did caving and that kind of stuff. And then we also did um, prayer activities. So we had, um, we had Mary and John from the other church. Um, they, we had them sat in the middle and we had to, um, we had to stand around them. And we, we just stood there for about five minutes. Um, and people, and we had to get kind of a, a picture or, or some words about them. And one of them for Mary was that um, she had sort of, had a heart of gold, so she was worth something, um, and that was that was really nice. That's well, what look, prophetic words for people, and th- and that's a really exciting thing. So you guys went with people from Holy Apostles yeah. Church, didn't you? And also from somewhere else as well, I think I can't remember where, but there were three churches linking in, and we're regularly through our youth work, Tim, linking in with other churches in the in the town, expressing that all in with each other partnership bit. 
And I, I gather you got loads of sleep, is that right? Did everyone sleep for hours and hours? Um, so our, our bedtime was half 11, and then me... Well, and then our, our breakfast was uh, half eight, so we, did, we didn't get too much sleep, and most people didn't get to sleep until about half 12, so it wasn't... It's good, really good. And uh, and Tim and, and and no one died. No one and no one went to hospital. And prayers are answered. If you were praying for our youth weekend, J- Jamie, again, just give us a little bit of flavour of the kind of stuff that we might, some of us might not be aware of uh, that's going on at the moment in in our youth work. What kind of things are we about t- um, on a Sunday and other days? Yeah. Oh, so sun, Sunday morning. What's what Sunday morning looks like? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so we get everyone to sign in, and that's absolute carnage because music's pumping. And then we have a big game, get lots of energy out the way, uh, and then we sit down for a brief talk. Normally, one of the youth leaders, like one of the voluntary guys, just does the talk, um, and then we break off into our small groups all around the around the building of fusion, and we just discuss it in like year sevens, eights, and nines. Come back for a bit of prayer and worship. Um, Pretty standard, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. Pretty standard, carnage, yep. loud music, <laughs> loads of kit. Pretty, pretty standard stuff. It's good. Yeah. Um, and other things that I, that you as our youth team, we've heard about the youth weekend. What kind of other things are we we about? Can you say anything about that? Yeah. So Tim, uh, Tim, and um, some of the guys from YFC, they've joined up with YFC, so they're yeah. going into the schools, um, running like lunchtime groups, and there's ideas to do some more um, like youth cafe type alphas and things like that in the future, right. which is really exciting. But um, Social, like, so we're going to start doing um, small groups um, throughout the week. That's something that's going to start in the next couple of months. Brilliant. Um, some socials um, with the guys and the girls. So, yeah, there's a lot going on. That's great. Give these guys a round of applause. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming. Good to meet you. So, you know, numerous gifts, the volunteers and finance. Um, we have Tim as our as our youth pastor. Um, For all the time that I've been uh, leading this church, we've aspired to be able to to have another youth pastor. Uh, Tim, you might have noticed, is male, and we've noticed that not everyone is male. Um, We just happen to have noticed that. Um, But also just to assist with what Tim's doing, he's he's an amazing guy, an amazing guy that's been called by the Lord to be be here, and, and you're enabling him to go into schools and do the stuff that he's doing, but we'd love that work to grow. We'd really love that work to grow. You know um, that we're currently running with quite a number of, te- of staff vacancies. People um, have a sense that our team is, is really massive. It, it isn't. We're very open about the fact there's some remodeling and rescoping that needs to go on. But the vast majority of people on our staff team work part-time, and we're massively dependent on people who volunteer regularly in church life. And, and um, there are some really serious, significant vacancies in our team at the moment that is putting a massive pressure, and I and the PCC feel this about quite a lot of our team, that they're under an enormous pressure. We're smaller than we were as a church, but we're still pretty big. And it still takes quite a lot of resource um, between all of us. So that's part of the context. Youth would be one obvious area. But I'm, I'm not going to avoid saying in terms of admin support and other things that people sometimes say, oh, do you really need? And, and friends, the answer is yes, we do. Got a couple of guys from Transform. Where, where, are, you, where are you? Great. Dave? Great. Oh, sorry, James. Sorry, forgive me. 
And I've completely forgotten. I'm so sorry. Casey. Casey. So James, um, another area of Trinity life, and we're just trying to spot this morning on one or two, our Transform Ministries King's Table. Can you just give, for people who don't know, what's going on in the week through this thing called King's Table? So at the King's Table, um, we're welcoming um, the local community to come and be hosted by King Jesus. Um, So that is essentially what what we're about. And there we welcome um, the local community up to about, you've heard, about 200, over 200 people to come and have a hot meal and to um, basically be loved and served by God's people. And it's like, it's basically like being family. Um, and it's, it's family in all its goodness. Um, there's opportunities to pray together, to worship together, um, to share our lives together. And, and basically just get to know one another. So it's just, it's just a brilliant um, way of connecting with our local community. Superb. And James is one of our volunteers. And there's just tons of volunteers in King's Table. Okay, can you just say, I know it's a tough thing, but just a little the impact of this, what it means to have this kind of family stuff okay. going on, Katie. Um, so basically I was homeless and I've come into King's Table and I was able to communicate with not just like people I know but various other people and they were offering help and saying who I could go to to yeah. get hot food as well yeah. obviously be under God so it was good that's really good and, and when you were homeless I mean I'm, I'm kind of guessing you just didn't feel like you had many options no. and no, many no, safe no, places no, no. to go I know that Mike um, Darbandi our operations manager and Dave Clark who's one of the guys who again works part time volunteers and helps sorry um, in Kingstone slept out rough with the YMCA and uh, they were just they were sleeping rough for one night in yes. a nice protected area <laughs> and Mike said it was just a really scary he was sharing at men's breakfast yesterday every noise you, you woke up to yeah. And I'm kind of guess just the, the level of vulnerability when you're homeless just must yeah, be off the like scale for any of us who slept in a nice bed yeah. last you night. You feel like you're on your own and there's nobody to turn to until yeah. you meet great people. I went to sleep easy to see how they got on and a lot of them said they found it really hard yeah. and they didn't know where to go and who to turn to. So yeah. Yeah. stable, there is people who you can talk to privately and other people that are in the same circumstances <coughs> as yourself. Yeah, so. and you get food. Yes. And you get to hear about this guy, Jesus. Definitely. So good. And we can see the smile on your face. <laughs> Give these guys a... Say thank you to these guys. Now, I, I genuinely would love to have been able to get every single one of you up. And I, I just want to acknowledge immediately that every one of those ministries that I've given a bit of airtime this morning is a, is a one that's related directly to, to us as a church family when we gather together. I, I would love to be able to have, have asked you to come and tell me about your workplace, about your school gates, about, about your family, about your neighbours, about your friends. Because that is where the mission of our church is going on, isn't it? Just as much, if not maybe more. So everything that you've celebrated and everything you feel good about, I hope, all the, all the smell of God at work that you've just experienced in just those three aspects of our church life, I hope you sense that about what God is doing in and through us for his mission to Cheltenham and beyond. I've already told you, there are not churches, sadly, all over the place who could have people like that to come and share. We have, Trinity, we have a massive responsibility. 
an absolutely awesome, massive responsibility placed into our hands by our God. 97% or something like that of people around us don't know King Jesus. And we're not gathering and having the resources that we've got, as amazing as they are, just to feel better for ourselves, just to, just to put on a worship show. That's never been the story of this church. It never will be the story of this church. We have massive opportunity alongside the massive responsibilities that, that we have. I just want to bring up um, Mark chapter 12, verses 41 to 44. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting, uh, and watched the people putting money into the offering box. Many rich people put in large sums, and a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which make a penny. And he called his disciples to him and said to them, Truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box. For they all contributed out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. God is bothered about our giving. Do you notice that Jesus goes to watch? He goes to watch. God knows that the way we use our resources, the way we give, just reflects so much the heart. And it's interesting that in this day, this time, there was the practice of a tithe, 10% of regular giving in and through to God's work directly. That practice of, of the first fruits of the harvest. But regularly, through the year, God's people had opportunities for special gifts as well. It's, it's been worked out that he, with the regular and the special, um, the average person was possibly giving as much as 23%. So we sometimes think about 10% as our first fruits to God. But the point is, they're giving not to invoke God's blessing, but they're giving in response to God's blessing. Giving, giving obviously blesses others, but it fundamentally blesses us. David talked so powerfully about the smell, the fragrance of sacrificial, cheerful giving. We talk, don't we, about the smell of greed. That really came into my mind. And we do live in a greedy world. And there's a smell to that. The fragrance, though, of responding to God's blessing. The fragrance of saying, yes, Lord. I see all that I have and I know that it comes from you. And I want to give back to you. is a really powerful smell. And so unashamedly, it's the second reason that we're having gift days. We've got two of them in the year because they're part of our planned approach to income. Yes, on this first one, we need to attend 
and just remove the slight burden that there is on us of short-term need. But these are also about the way we're investing into God's work. So here, unashamedly, is an opportunity to say thank you for all of the gifts of time and talents and treasure that God brings together and gathers in this family. But here unashamedly is also a response, an opportunity to respond to the goodness of God. And we do it for the sake of our hearts. It matters. It really matters. Are we putting God first? I just want to put up the verse from Malachi. It's the last, the last slide. It'll be familiar to, to, to many of us. The context here in Malachi is of some short-term need. The, the storehouse was empty. If you like, God's people were looking at a little bit of a, an operating deficit. God says, bring the full tithe into the storehouse. I don't think he's limited to 10% in his thinking. That there may be food in my house and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. And the picture there is of the needs of others. God is saying, I will deal with your small change needs, but then I will pour blessing for kids, for youth, for Transform, for Cheltenham, for Gloucester, for everyone else. That's the scale of the promise. God's scope is not for a moment limited to the immediate needs. I'll deal with those, he says. If you will honour me and put me first. And so Trinity family, this gift day is for the sake of our hearts. The team are going to give out some pledge cards. And just invite you to stand if you're able to. So the post-it note is your free gift. Don't say you don't get anything in return. The post-it note is, is yours to take home. I, I hope it's already maybe got something written on it as something you're wanting to give thanks for. The impact that God has had on your own personal life through membership in this church family. It may even be in this moment that God now prompts you to write something additional onto the post-it note as a, as a to-do, as a, as a conviction. And you're going to take that post-it note home and you're going to pop it on the fridge or on your 
computer screen. It might even be fill in that card and return it next week. There's the post-it note as a gift. Allow me to pray as we come into, come into land this morning. We're going to have opportunity for prayer at the front. I'm, I'm particularly conscious that we may want to be praying this morning for people who really are struggling with money. Um, I've, I've been there and got that particular t-shirt and it's, it's so horrible when you feel just pressurised by money. So it may be that you want to come and be prayed with for that. I'm also conscious that there may be people even who want to come and, and just pray about their, their sense of vision from God. The what can I offer? The what can I give in terms of time and talents? So as, as I say, although we're going to finish in a moment, there is this opportunity for more prayer at the front. Let me pray for us now. The band will lead us in worship. It is time to go and collect children and go for coffee, etc. But let's, if you can, just stay and worship a moment with the band. So Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you that you love us, God. Thank you that you delight in us. Thank you that you give us so much abundance. And thank you for the work that you've called us to share in. The life of your church, Trinity, to share in. Thank you for the things that we can see already happening. And we pray, we pray that we will step up and step out. Thank you for the awesome opportunities that you've given to us. And so we stand before you, God, the purpose of church, glorifying you, God. Glorifying you, God. And we do that now as we begin to disperse. We go thanking you, God, praising you, God, asking blessing for any in our family who are struggling with finance and other things. Holy Spirit, lead us out from here with all you want us to be.